When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The first part of the summer is over for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and there are two names from the XFL that I believe are on their way to making the 53-man roster. What's going on, everybody? I'm Noah Strackbine. Thank you for jumping on to Steelers To Go, your daily to-go cup of Pittsburgh Steelers news and analysis. Find us on YouTube.com slash Talkers. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcast today. We are talking about two XFL players that I believe could land on the Pittsburgh Steelers 53-man roster. As minicamp wraps up and the Pittsburgh Steelers take their final break before training camp, this is it. We went through OTAs. We went through minicamp. We now have four very, very long weeks. This is the longest, the slowest, really the worst part of the offseason for the NFL, for football fans. We got a little bit of a tease, and now we just have to sit around and twiddle our thumbs until we head to training camp. The Steelers are at Latrobe, and there is actual football taking place for the first time, fully padded, as we prepare for the NFL season. But in those three weeks that the Pittsburgh Steelers took the field for OTAs and then three days that they took it for minicamp, there were two names that stood out to me, both of them from the XFL, and both of them, I believe, have a real shot to make the Steelers roster this season, even though they're going to have to battle to do so. The first one is an easy one. It's Akeem Butler, wide receiver from the XFL, led the league in touchdowns, finished his first spring ball with 51 receptions for 599 yards and a league leading, like I said, eight touchdowns. He's a former fourth round pick for the Arizona Cardinals who last played for the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFL. He's come to Pittsburgh and he's made some plays. This is not the first time we've talked about him, but this is the first time that there's actual evidence that this guy could make enough noise, enough splash to make the Steelers 53-man roster. And I think right now is a good time to talk about it because as we approach this final break before training camp, it is important to highlight who really made some noise and who we should be actually watching out for at training camp. That is the best advice I got many moons ago in this job is that OTAs is not going to tell you much. Minicamp isn't going to tell you much, but what they are going to tell you is who's real and who's not. Who are we just talking about? Who is just making headlines and who's actually putting those headlines on the field and who's making enough noise early 
that you believe has a real shot to make this team. I got two of them. They're both from the XFL. Let's start with Butler. In Pittsburgh right now, there is a lengthy list of those competing for the fifth wide receiver spot. Miles Boykin is probably the front runner. Gunnar Olszewski can't be far behind him. Anthony Miller is hoping the third time around is the perfect time, third time's the charm, for him to make the active roster in Pittsburgh after spending his first half season on the practice squad and then his second year on injured reserve. Jamarcus Bradley has also made a couple of plays that have been highlighted by the media Des Fitzpatrick has also made a couple of plays and been impressive from time to time at minicamp. That's been highlighted by the media. Cody White is a returning veteran who's been on this team for a few years now and is always in the mix. Undrafted rookie Jordan Bird seems like another Calvin Austin. He made a couple of plays early, kind of dimmed off after that one. There hasn't been much noise around him since. Still a name. And then you got a guy like Dan Chisnia who comes in here with an opportunity, much like Hakeem Butler. Hakeem Butler really only stole the show one time, and that was with a catch over Corey Trice along the sideline. It was great. It was really good to see a big body go up over a big body, come down with the football, toe-tap your feet in, and stay in bounds, make a big play. At the end of practice, it was during a two-minute drill. It was exactly what the Steelers needed. It was exactly how Hakeem Butler should have ended his week. That's how I thought of it. You looked at Akeem Butler all week long and you thought, "Mm, this guy's not doing enough. This guy isn't making headlines. Fans want this guy to make headlines. I'm getting asked about him left and right. What's Akeem Butler doing? Is he really turning heads? Is he just that, that good? Is he bad? What's happening? Why haven't I heard anything? He needed to make a play so that we could go talk to him so that you could hear something about him. And then he made that play. And I think it put him on the map to end the week And I think it gave him a real opportunity to start training camp off with a good momentum moving forward so that he could actually compete for the final spot on the roster. Come training camp, it's not about his receiving game. I mean, he does have to be consistent. He does have to show that he could use that big physical body and his size to his advantage. He's got to get open. He made it very clear that he's not just a jump ball guy. Cool. Well, let's go see it with the third team. But really, what you need to do if you're Hakeem Butler is you need to be very, very good at special teams. You need to make Danny Smith your best friend. That is the advice that Mike Tomlin gives to all newcomers in Pittsburgh. You want to make this team and you don't know if you're going to become Danny Smith's best friend. Hakeem Butler's got to do that because Miles Boykin only made this team last year and was brought back and holds the upper hand right now because he is that good at special teams. The Steelers very much so appreciate his ability as a gunner and Akeem Butler, who kind of looks the same, same size, same ability, needs to show that he's got the same special teams attitude that Miles Boykin does, and he could be just as productive. If he is, I think he's got a real shot at this roster, and I think he could use his age, his size, and kind of just the spark that you get as a new guy to generate enough force to push himself ahead of everybody that's competing for that final spot. The next one is a cornerback. He's only 24 years old. He comes from the XFL. He's walking into Pittsburgh after one summer or one spring, excuse me, under the San Antonio Brahmas. He had one interception, 31 tackles, and a sack. His name's Luke Barku. 
He's been very under the radar up until this point. You haven't really heard about him, but he's a name to watch. He's made a couple of plays. And even with those plays, he still continued to move very quietly. There hasn't been a ton of noise about him, but I talked to him right at the end of minicamp. And what I got was a pretty good summary that this guy every single day consistently has made at least one head turning play that he believes that he has put himself on the map. And as I paid attention more and more, as I do into minicamp, as things start to really build up and you kind of get over the uh, Joey Porter Jr., what's he doing? Corey Trice, what's he doing? Is Broderick Jones ever going to get first team reps? What's up with Najee and Jalen? How's Kenny looking? The big guys. You move on from the big guys. You look at the really, really small guys, the guys that you really don't even know if they have any opportunity to make this team. Luke Barku was one of them. He came in here behind a very deep cornerback room. If you asked most people around the Pittsburgh Steelers, not those in the front office or those within the organization, but the fan base, the media, the analysts, the radio, if the Steelers were going to keep five corners, who would those five corners be? They would name the following. Patrick Peterson, Levi Wallace, Joey Porter Jr., Corey Trice, and James Pierre with probably Chandon Sullivan as the nickel. As we sit here right now, I would say that obviously Patrick Peterson, Levi Wallace, Joey Porter Jr. are locks. Corey Trice is probably also a lock because of his size, his upside, the fact that the Pittsburgh Steelers already started comparing him and Corey or Joey Porter to each other and that they've both been making plays. I would say that unless he really screws this up, it's hard to say he won't make this roster. But that final spot, I don't believe is a lock for James Pierre. I think Luke Barku has a real opportunity. He's already taken Mitch Trubisky back for a pick six. He finished off minicamp with four pass breakups, he told me. And every single day, it seems that he made one play or another to kind of put himself on everybody's watch list. This is a guy that, again, has to show his special teams ability. James Pierre is a reliable corner, but he's 27 years old. Barku's 24. Barku could come in here and say, hey, look, I could be just as reliable on the outside if you need me. I could also play the inside if you need me, and I could showcase my special team skills. James Pierre, two years ago, beat out Justin Lane for that final spot because of his special team's ability. That's what it comes down to. Justin Lane literally stayed in Pittsburgh because he was a very good special teamer, so much so that they couldn't find an excuse to get rid of him. James Pierre eventually had to learn to become a better special teamer and that's how he made the roster over him. Luke Barku has to come in here and wow Danny Smith. He's got to wow Mike Tomlin with his gunners. Mike Tomlin loves to watch punting. Loves it. If there is a punting competition going on, Mike Tomlin's around. If there is special teams practice happening, Mike Tomlin's watching. If Luke Barku wants to make this team, he's got to ball out in training camp as a gunner. If he's able to do that, I think he's got a real opportunity. I think he's younger. I think he's got more of a spark. I think he's got more upside than James Pierre because we see where James Pierre is. That's probably as good as he's ever going to get. I think Luke Barku is still law, uh, raw enough that you could kind of mold him more and see if he has more potential in him. It's all about upside. It's all about new faces. The Steelers are looking for new. That's what their entire goal was this offseason. I think Barku and Butler could be new faces for them that bring a spark 
that allow them to test the XFL and see if it actually works for an entire season, if these guys are actually worth it. And I think both of them have names that are big enough and have play that's been big enough to really put them on the map. They are definitely names to watch heading into training camp. And like I said, as of right now, look for some good competition. One that really drives them to see if they can make the 53-man roster.